When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Series two of No Holes But Sloppy Squelchy Seconds in your face. Squelch is such an offensive word. I just feel like it reminds me of a proper wet vag. Squelch. It's as nearly as bad as moist. Yeah, a lot of people take issue with moist. I mean, I Um, use the word moist. I love a moist cake, but I I do love a moist cake. They cringe because they then think of a a moist fudge a moist mingy cake it's their fault it's their issue um, it is, and another food yours. item ruined <laughs> already cake minge moist five seconds into the new series <laughs> and we've now ruined cake delicious cake as well i wasn't fussed about a bit of fucking edam or whatever it was but cake i mean yes please I I, even it. if it was on a wet vag i'd still eat it that's yeah, how much so i love I. cake bit of carrot cake mate you've got to try my carrot cake it is the absolute tits of a cow <laughs> <laughs> um that well-known saying mm, it's delicious just like it's... the tits of a cow yeah <laughs> yeah, I do love uh, a towel, a towel kit, a cow tit. <laughs> a towel. I've just combined those two words just to save the energy speaking. <laughs> um, so how has your week been? I mean, we're not going to lie. It hasn't been a whole week since we've no, recorded. No, it's been like two days. <laughs> so for us, it's been two fucking days. But my days have been all right. How have your days, even though we basically speak to each other all the time? Uh, well, I went on a date night last night. Oh. Which, coincidentally, is the theme for this week's podcast. You, I didn't see that coming then. Mate, I I feel flutters. Moist and squelchy at the very professionalism of me. Go on, (laughs) Hit, hit us with it. Yeah, how so was it? We it was so lovely. It was so fucking lovely and just so needed after the last what six months of just yeah. the shit show of life. Um, so my mum babysat. Old Trish came oh, round. Had the kids. They were very excited that she was round. And uh, yeah, pretty much just drop kicked Edith into bed. And okay. then left Oliver with her reading the like, eight thousand story of the day. Was um, the Gruffalo included? It was, of course. Of course it of was. Of course. I know that boy. A mouse took a stroll through the deep dark woods. Yeah, fucking <laughs> shut up, all right? Um, and then we went to, so we went to, for just like a little cocktail by the canal before oh, we then went to a canal. ferry. Yeah, I know. So I, I live um, near Hackney Canal. It's lovely. There's loads of bars down the side of it and everything when I had a little, little margarita, cheeky margarita. And then went to just such an amazing restaurant. It was one of the, if not the best meal that I've had in London ever. Wow, that's quite a statement. So cool. Uh, it was called Cornerstone in Hackneywick, if anyone is interested. But it's fish. So I know I'm a vegetarian, 
but I think that's actually a lie. I, I need Does to say that. You're I'm a pescatarian. I'm a pescatarian. You are a lying piece of shit. Our I'm friendship sorry. has been built on lies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pleased you enjoyed date night. Yeah, it was lovely. I mean, we'd eaten so much food though, because we are you an overorderer? Because I am. Uh, hello. Have you met yeah. me? <laughs> I get the fear that we haven't got enough food yeah. before we've even fucking ordered. And Rob, Rob is worse than me. He has not stopped talking about how many dishes we're going to order for the last four days in the lead up to this date. Yeah. In the cab on the way there, he's like, oh, I, should, I just don't know. Should we get three main courses? Because <laughs> this restaurant has an Instagram feed. But yeah, we were greedy cunts as always and overordered. So by the end of the meal, I was like, oh my gosh. I've got to do our fishy shit right here in the middle of the fucking restaurant. And we drank a bottle of wine, which is loads. So um, that's no what I was going to say That's what I'm getting down to. There was, there no, was no what? Pump, pumping? There was no pum-pum action. Oh, pum-pum. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, but every date night doesn't equate to sex night when you've been married as long as we have. That's true. Uh, I mean, like, none of our date nights equate to sex. No. <laughs> and we get back late. So, you know, I love an early bedtime. We got I back know, at, like, you are 11. such a nana. Such an animal. Can I ask a question though? Like, I, I don't know if you're in the same place as me, but if I get so full up on something I love that I can't eat the rest of it, do you then feel plagued for days, weeks, months about the fact you didn't eat it when you're hungry? Uh, well, wow, that long silence just proves the fact that you're like, what the fuck, Laura? No, like? I was thinking about it because uh, what I actually do, um, and I always regret it, is that I force myself to eat it. I won't leave the food. I refuse. If I'm in a restaurant, I will not leave it. I will fucking eat that, even if it makes me want to vomit. It's not often that I leave a plate of food, to be fair. But I remember going to Washington 11 years ago and we went to a... I'm not even kidding you, mate. (laughs) I'm I'm not even kidding you. And we went to a steakhouse and I was so fucking hungry when I got there. I was so fucking excited about eating the steak and I couldn't eat all of it. And to this day... Cause I'm hungry right now and I'm thinking about that steak and I'm so angry at myself for not forcing it in. What about a doggy bag? Do you not get a doggy bag? We were going home the next day. So I think that's frowned mm. upon on Virgin Airlines. <laughs> I think it is. I'm not yeah. sure that you're allowed to transport meat. Oh, yeah. any, anyway, how did we get there? Um, who, knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Do you remember about seven episodes ago when I mentioned about the fact that I had feta cheese in my fridge and I said it was six weeks old? Yeah. Oh, mate, it's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> I went in the fridge today. You know when you go blind or something, it's been there for so long, I'm like, fuck. She said it goes to penis at around two weeks. So mate. where are we at now? Yeah, mate, just never open it. That's all I'm saying. And just, just put it in a bag, in a bag, before you put it in the bin. That's and then take it straight to the tip. Don't even put it in the bag. <laughs> um, Vic, while I do love to talk about uh, cock fetter, I didn't know whether you wanted to maybe introduce our brand new segment, which is speaking to somebody that we really love. I mean, that title is so catchy. Isn't um, it? So, yeah. So the concept is that um, we invite on a guest um, to talk about the specific theme that we are covering in this episode. So this episode is dating. They won't always be here every week. No, we're just going to keep you on your fucking goddamn toes, okay? Yeah. Um, because not enough people like us enough to actually come on the podcast. So well, And more to the <laughs> point vic and i just love the sound of our own fucking voices exactly we yeah. need our egos to be thoroughly massaged by each other exclusively every single um, moment of the day really so who have we got on this week laura it's layla from la 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 let me explain 
and here is our convo with her about dating and dickhead men and dickhead men um, Everyone always feels weird saying la la la. Let me explain. I've noticed it. You just did it. That now you went la la la. la let me explain. And I wish I'd called myself something different. I love it. Um, we didn't know whether you wanted to have a little uh, moment to uh, explain uh, what la 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 let me explain is about. Yeah. Well. Um, I run an Instagram page. Pretty much everything happens on the Insta on my stories. Uh, my captions I do podcasts as well and I do a regular two weekly insta live show where I basically aim to educate empower uh, inform uh, using both my personal experiences but also my professional experiences uh, because I'm a qualified social worker and a qualified sex and relationships educator and uh, so I so I use that but also the fact that I never really was very good at applying my pers- my professional knowledge to my personal life. So I've had lots of experiences with dickhead men. Um, and yeah, so I just kind of, I'm trying to bring, I- I'm trying to make sure that 20 year old women don't learn what I know now in the same way that I had to learn it. I, I would rather teach them to help them to avoid the mistake. But it's not just 20 year old women. It's, it's, it's women and men of all ages. But yeah, hopefully I'm educating and empowering on the subject of dating sex toxic relationships all of that jazz well i mean you you're are doing all of those things. yeah you are oh. you are ticking all of those boxes without a shadow of a doubt i mean i've learned so much from the stuff that you talk about and obviously i've not been in the dating game for a very very long time but i'm aware of dickhead men and you've kind of enlightened me with some incredible stories so i just oh, wish please. that when i was in my 20s going through all of that shit with you know being on the dating scenes seeing lots of different men and just having generally <laughs> one after the other of just shit experiences i wish that instagram had been around and that i'd had your feed because you would have saved me so much fucking time yeah yeah so and you know things time. things are so much worse now i'm like i'm so grateful that i kind of you know experienced life before dating apps because the dating you know if we thought it was bad in the 90s and 2000s it's a whole different ball game now yeah uh, Yeah, so you've never done any online dating apps or anything like that or do you do them now i don't do them now um but i i can't do them because every time i go on them people screenshot my pictures and put them on gossip sites oh Oh, fucking hell (laughs) and i'm anonymous by choice i don't want to post pictures of myself for a a variety of reasons so yeah so i it's it's, it doesn't feel very kind of safe and also it means that i have to kind of lie to people you know if i meet a guy and i get talking to him on a dating app it's a bit like if he's asked me what i do for a living i have to completely lie about it and then we're in a weird dynamic from the start so i'm just kind of hopefully relying on meeting someone maybe through work who yeah I can trust or I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, I have used dating apps before I started all of this. And so, and for, for a period of time while I was doing this. Yeah. That's it's really interesting though, that you like, you mentioned about the fact that like trying to date while basically being on the profile that you're on, 
Mm. and how tricky that is like I wouldn't have even anticipated that but that makes total sense yeah it's it's uh it's very difficult you know I'll figure it out so do you are you just like completely at the moment sworn off men because you just think you're all dickheads no god no are you just open are you open like a blossoming flower to yeah man like I'm totally I'm absolutely not scared of getting hurt. Like, I'm that, that's not to say, oh, I'm never going to get hurt. I'm yeah. prepared for the fact that if I do get hurt, I can overcome it in the same way that I've overcome every other trauma that I've been through up until this point. You know, yeah. I'm not terrified of it. Like, I'm, I'm totally, I have faith. Like, when I date now, the, the, the guys that I have rejected over the last, you know, three years are people who I would ended up definitely in some type of relationship or situationship with before but Mm. I'm not my boundaries are so firm now that I'm you know I'm hopefully be able to preempt negativity by being so aware of the of the red flags so yeah I have faith that there are really really decent men out there otherwise I would not encourage people to to keep trying you know yeah yeah Yeah, I am very lucky that I've but you know what when Steve and I met we both were really damaged goods so Mm -hmm. and we've had to work through a lot and like we separated so it's never I don't think any relationship is picture perfect and I think that like that's the biggest thing to remember when you're a single person and you're looking at a relationship thinking oh my god I wish and it's like actually only a good relationship can have gone through heartache whatever the fuck that heartache is it's still hard work isn't it yeah and I I think the thing is that it you know every relationship every friendship you know every format of relationship whether that's with your parents or your friends or you know that they're all going to have their ups and downs nothing is going to be plain sailing you're never really even with your soulmate if you believe in that concept you're never going to just have like total smooth sailing but I think that people need to become happier with the concept of being you know that single being single is actually okay because some people tolerate really unhappy marriages just because they're terrified of being single you know unhappy times is fine but a sustained unhappiness in a marriage is just you know you have to learn to walk away yeah big time I mean I I didn't meet Rob until I was 30 I'm 30 how old am I? 37? Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like, you know. Oh, look at us. 36, 37, 38. Boom. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, um, I had to do that. At the, you know, when I was in my late 20s, I was really panicking about, fuck, I haven't met anyone. I want to have children. I want to be with them for a while, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I did just spend 15 years from when I first started dating, when I was 15, all the way up to 30, of just being in really shit, toxic relationships, like you say. And I had quite a few long-term relationships during that time. And I should have left all of them at least mm. a year, two years earlier than I did because I just kept thinking, oh, no, it will get better. They will change. Something will get better. And it just never fucking did. But mm. in the end, I, before I met him, I was single for the first time in my whole life because I'm really shit at being single. But mm. I did also go to therapy specifically about the fact that I was just repeating the same old patterns with shit men. And yeah. that was what transformed my I suppose outlook about relationships and then I met Rob um which just all felt like the stars aligning (laughs) you know what though Vic I think like that's pretty fucking epic I think because most people just kind of fall back into it over and over and over again well that's what I was doing it was just this like cycle of bad penis after bad penis Mm. although sometimes they were nice penises sometimes they were amazing amazing penises (laughs) but some of them were fantastic penises to absolute cunts so it was like oh fucking hell 
Um, yeah, and then the last don't one... diminish the cunt by calling the cunt. Oh, I like the word. I are you? Do you do you not like cunt? For Wait, no. we, we say cunt like at, at breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that would mean <laughs> we, we use it a lot. For breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you you're okay with cunt as a swear word? You just yeah. think you should just think it shouldn't be dickhead yeah. men shouldn't get that swear word. No, it's so beautiful. It is yeah. a cunt yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know what? While while we're saying that, can we? Can I just throw in a question? Well, I have got no choice, have I? No, you don't. I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> That's basically the format of this podcast, just to put it out there. We to force everyone. it. We, 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 we force you to listen to these questions. So the question is, why do men think it's acceptable to send dick pics and then expect us to be grateful? Now, I, for one, as a married woman, fully understand that plight because I get loads of them. From do Steve. You get, from Steve. <laughs> He fucking wishes. Well, it's possible. <laughs> Steve's penis doesn't have any personality. So no, it's really a personalityless podcast. Oh. Uh, podcast? It's not a podcast <laughs> either. It's just a penis. Um, so I get loads of dick pics from random men, and they're always massive dicks as well. Someone else's. It's not theirs. Yeah, it's, not it's Google. Theirs. That's a Google dick. Do they put them next to like Sky remotes or deodorant cans so you can see how big they are? <laughs> like on eBay. No, <laughs> these dicks remote. are so big that you don't need it near a Sky remote. You can see that it would literally uh. chop you in half. I don't even like big dicks. I don't understand where this myth came from. I know. Because whenever I ask it in poll questions or somebody asks it in a poll question, it's always like 80% for, for like, I am team medium. Yeah. I do not know who started this rumor about wanting to be like destroyed via your cervix. And I'm sure some women do. I'm not you saying that. You have a fucking no. big... It's men. Men deep. started it. I don't it? like it. Also, it just, I had one, I've had one ex-boyfriend that had a massive dick and I had cystitis for the entire year that I was with him. Like, I had but didn't you have amazing constantly. sex with him? We did have amazing sex, but it, it kind of, as a cystitis outweighed the sex because it yeah. was just constant. Yeah. You know, I think the penis is kind of lauded as this, you know, this is your central you know you are a walking penis and your whole manhood comes from here and everything's got to be this toxic masculinity and so yeah. why wouldn't women want to see a picture of this fucking dick that I, you know that is um, exactly how i think of it when you see one with the foreskin pulled right back it's purple and veiny and it looks horrifically scary it's gross this is such entitlement isn't it, it is entitlement. i think it's the power to have some kind of form of power and control to enjoy that feeling of discomfort it's a massive sense of entitlement but also i think there's some confusion in the sense that um for some of them i think that you know they'd be absolutely thrilled if we just surprise like surprise here's my vulva yeah um and then i think and then they probably critique it they'd probably send it to their mates in a group chat yeah um but you know so i think some of them genuinely kind of don't understand They, they don't listen to women they don't hear what we're saying they don't really care what are turn-ons and turn-offs are and so they think well i'd love a vulva picture i'm sure she'd love a penis picture yeah Um, one of the most recent men that i was speaking to seemed great like we really hit it off straight away we were getting super well had loads in common we were arranging a date we hadn't even had any I mean, we'd like minor flirtations, but nothing sexual whatsoever. And then one Wednesday afternoon, I was just sitting doing some work and I got a message through from him and it was his penis just like sitting there and it, it ruined 
ever, I mean, that was one of the most beautiful penises I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. Oh my God. Just beautiful. But the problem was, I just, I, I just felt like you fucking idiot. I don't think we should tolerate him. I was going to ask you. So it's one thing getting it in the way that like Laura gets it. But if you're, if you're like kind of seeing someone like in the scenario that you've described of you and this guy, mm. how do you deal with it? What mm. did you, what, I mean, what did you do in that situation? But also you know because i think i just always think of a younger me right i just wouldn't have the confidence to reply and be like what the fuck is this no yeah i agree how do you find that well that's what i said to him i said what the fuck were you thinking you've literally ruined everything now so so that was it for me but you know like like you say 10 years ago I, I would have been in a different headspace. I would have felt like, well, you know, maybe this is what all guys do. And, mm. you know, maybe I'm just expected to be like grateful for this. Or, you know, I wouldn't want to offend his fragile ego. So I have to kind of go heart eyes emoji, you know, and maybe send one back or, you know, like, so, mm. so yeah, when I was in a headspace of thinking, shit, I don't want any man to stop liking me. Yeah. Um, I would have maybe dealt with it very differently. But now like, no, like, oh. Well, it's like going to a restaurant and sitting down and someone bringing out spaghetti bolognese and going, oh, I didn't want spaghetti bolognese. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed that you wanted spaghetti bolognese. I kind of feel like that's what a dick pic is. Yeah. It's like, it's assuming <laughs> you want spaghetti bolognese. And then it's actually like, I didn't want spaghetti bolognese. I wanted fillet steak. And I'm actually vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I think we have another question now, shall we? Um, so, I mean, it's kind of stuff that we sort of touched on talking, just talking now. But um, so is it true that you can't be loved until you love yourself? No, I think that you are less likely to be able to interpret what love is if you don't love yourself. Mm. And sometimes you will... If you don't love yourself, you're much more likely to get into toxic relationships and you're much more likely to accept a version of love that you would never accept if you loved yourself. Yeah. And if you felt whole when you were single. I think a lot of people are out here looking for their other half. Um, and and I, and I think that that's a, a really fucked up concept. I think that you have to be whole by yourself and then, you know, seek somebody who's a kind of bonus, you know, they don't, you don't need a partner um, because you are able to self-validate all the time. You are able to tell yourself <clears throat> that you look amazing, that you're sexy, that you're fantastic. And you have a kind of network around you of kind of people who can feed that source. Like I've got an amazing best friend. Um, and she validates me all the time, you know, and if I'm feeling a bit shit about something, I'll send her a message and I'll say, I feel a bit shit. And she's like, mm. what? Like, you are amazing. Don't forget that you did this. And what would you say to someone else who felt like shit? So I've got that. So, but, <clears throat> you know, before I loved myself, I was very much looking for love um, from other people. And, and those people were not necessarily offering love because they could see my vulnerabilities. They could see that I didn't like myself. And I think if you don't like yourself, what can you really offer to anybody else? That's yeah. I totally agree with you, but I guess it's that getting to that point, isn't it? Of learning how to love yourself, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. And I think the difficult thing is that a lot of people would have been raised without good role models for relationships you know yeah. if, we, if we look back at how we were parented what we saw between our parents um and the relationships that we were exposed to as children and even how we experienced love from our parents you know attachment styles are really crucial in terms of how we 
choose our partners and how we interact within relationships and our attachment styles are created in our early years by our immediate caregivers um you know if, if your needs are met continuously by your parent and you are able to explore the world in a really secure way knowing that if you're hungry your need will be met if you cry your need will be met um you you then become securely attached and you are much more sure of yourself you're much more likely to have that um easily developed self-love whereas if you are a, a child whose needs aren't always met or they're met sometimes when your mom is in the right mood but then when she's arguing with dad she's just not there for you she doesn't even look you in the eye and you're not quite sure whether you can go and bother her to make you dinner you know you will develop a, a more anxious attachment or uh, an avoidant attachment and you bring that into relationships in the future and I think that if you haven't healed all of that early stuff um or, you know, what, what has caused you to be the way that you are, then, then you're going to find yourself repeating similar patterns in relationships and you're going to find yourself um, staying in relationships for far too long that actually aren't serving you well. Um, so, which is why, like, you know, you said it earlier, therapy is so yeah. important for everyone. Yeah, um, I love therapy, man. Yeah, ma'am. I just uh, condone it. I feel like it's like something that everyone condone should... Condone it. It should be on the NHS. I condone it. I don't think it's condoning. <laughs> condoning is like, don't fucking do it. Is it? I recommend it. Oh. You're like, I, 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 I this permission is, this to do is it. wrong. No, it? no, it's, no, it's not. Said, it means she's giving us permission to do it. She's condoning us. I totally doing. condone it. I say everyone should but do it. Yeah. I always thought I've used condone for the, like the long, for all of my life in the wrong way. I'm like, I totally condone this. And it'd be, and it'd yeah, be like you're... drug use outside my house. Oh shit! So you're going no, out one, to heroin one... addicts and saying, "I condone yeah. this in my back alley." You can. I'm wondering why they didn't stop. Yeah, and I'm like, they are so fucking ignorant. So no, can I you just touch it. a little bit on your ick stories? Like, what is your ick stories? So ick stories, uh, they, they've become like a regular feature. So I do story time every now and then. Oh, uh, I love it, like bedtime story. Well, not quite really. Some of them are <laughs> things like, you know, the most kinky thing anybody's ever asked you to do or whatever. Um, but the ick stories have really taken off because I think every, certainly every woman, there's some debate about whether men really get the ick because a lot of men that I've spoken to and a lot of men that other women have spoken to just like don't recognize this ick feeling. But yeah. um, so the ick is when you, it, it you know when you're like dating someone it can even happen in a marriage yeah um, you're really in someone you absolutely everything's great and then one day you wake up and it may be for no reason whatsoever but you cannot stand their breathing you cannot stand them chewing you Mate, that's my marriage out of yeah. your fucking <laughs> sight every time they touch you it's like spiders crawling on you and it can happen it can come completely out of nowhere yeah. or it can come for the most stupid reason like some you know some of the stuff are some of the submissions I've had are things like the, they were on a date and the guy's hat blew away and he chased it down the road and that was it. She just couldn't look at him again after that. Um, you know, and it's, but sometimes it's for really good reason. Like he smeared shit all over your house or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so sometimes the ick is very rational. Sometimes it's totally irrational and it's really shit because you're like, I really want to like this person, but yeah. I can't. Because well, your had... ick was the dick pic. 
yeah, that was a massive ick for me. That I've had many ick. icks. I've had many icks. But the ick stories are brilliant because they're kind of reassuring because, you know, sometimes you might be dating someone who's absolutely fantastic on paper. You think this is the type of person I should be with, but I can't look at him anymore and I really hate myself for that. <laughs> and I feel like I'm being a massive bitch and I can't tell him that I don't like him because he had a bit of sleep in his eye, you know. <laughs> and and oh, sometimes it's it being... actually our marriages. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we went for a walk yesterday and uh, Steve had a bogey hanging out of his nose and I said, mate, you got a bogey hanging out your nose and he was like what i said you have a bogey hanging out of your nose five attempts later of him going is it gone and it still wasn't gone i thought i detest you so much no but you love him you love him because now you're still like you know if that was if you'd truly got the ick you know there's nothing worse than sitting opposite someone and a bogey like going in and out with each breath oh trap door i hate a trap door um you you know for some people you you can be married to them and that can happen and you can just totally overcome it when the it hits it doesn't matter about anything because it's not actually about the thing that's happened it's not no. about the bogey no. it's not about it's the underlying else. issue there's something it? else and the it just hits and yeah like i say it's quite reassuring because it does make you feel like fuck like everybody has everyone understands this no, like for no. Vix it's when Rob eats Muller lights yeah big time at the what's moment wrong he's... with Muller lights oh exactly. it's just the way he eats them it's, it's obnoxious <laughs> no seriously he ate one next to me before this podcast oh, I wanted to kill shit. it oh, um, yeah. but he's what sideburns at the moment he's growing some of these weird little <laughs> sideburns so this morning I was like I finally said something his hair's been annoying me <laughs> Like, are you, is your hair supposed to look like that? Oh. <laughs> it's like a fucking dinner lady. <laughs> no. Yeah, what are you laughing at? She fucking wishes she had the egg for the hair. <laughs> she looks like a, he looks like a dinner lady. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> oh. Well, I think we have uh, well and truly absorbed enough of your time it's been so lush having you on and actually of all the fucking questions we collected we only managed to ask you three of them so no. oh, well that just you'll have to have me back again yes exactly. oh, we would love that we would absolutely love it if you were to come back thank you so much for for coming on in the first place thank, thank you, you having me. Me. you're a star we love you you're a, you're a star that we condone uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm honored i'm fucking googling that word when i get off of here Oh, that was that was a lush catch-up, wouldn't you agree, Victoria? I do indeed. It's nice to have a new perspective on the show, not just us two slags banging on about bullshit. <laughs> um, someone yeah. with some actual skills and yeah, education. a skill set and, and correct information <laughs> that we neither hold either of. Uh, and, and guys, um, please go and follow her on Instagram because she's awesome. Yes, yeah, so her handle is la la, let me la, explain. La 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 la. So yeah, I mean, we've been having a big old chat about dating. Obviously, we've had uh, Lola's perspective there. Um, have you got any dating stories that you'd like to share, Laura? Well, I do have one cheeky one. Do you? I do. I do too. How about you go first and then I'll go. Oh, okay then. <laughs> uh, so this is my date. It's not physically my dating story, but it is a dating story that I've found, been told of. <laughs> we know <laughs> We know the we know the drill, right? We know the drill. Okay, okay. So I had been on a few dates with this guy. Things were going well. He seemed nice, and I was approaching the first sleepover stage of dating. We went out, had a classic drinks, no dinner combo, leaving us both quite merry as we made our way back to his house to get to business. 
When I woke up in the morning, I opened my eyes to be met with a huge panda head sitting on the top of his wardrobe. Mildly alarmed, I sat up to find a drink of water when I realised that the bed sheets were adorned with images of pandas. I looked around to see images, posters and artwork of pandas all over the walls. Birthday cards, all with pandas. My phone was plugged in, charging with a fucking USB panda charging cord. <laughs> it was at this point that I got the searing flashbacks in the style of a horror movie, a fleeting comment about he liked pandas, or the image of his WhatsApp profile, picture which of course a panda i made my way to the bathroom for a breather he was living in a shared house so thankfully the room was normal i looked in the mirror to see that i was wearing a panda t-shirt that he had lent me (laughs) (laughs) i left silently and have only seen him by chance in local pubs where i quickly hide so i have one burning question yeah is he three years of age because yeah so um i don't i don't really know how where we categorize this guy yeah i thought that you were going to say when she looked in the mirror she actually had makeup on and she was a panda paint on (laughs) can you imagine fucking hell (laughs) and that that's that's crossing the line the panda t-shirt did it for me and i don't know about you mate but i have i have received so many dating horror stories off the back of this yeah same that are that are terrifying they make me so thankful that i i don't date because it's it scared me off a fucking life i i think i've had a kind of lucky escape because i have done a lot of dating and i can't really think of a single one that i would say was as fucking weird or disastrous as the the stories waking up to a giant panda head staring at you i mean why would you even own that unless it was your job (laughs) maybe he's like a panda mascot at a local zoo (laughs) but like pandas don't even do anything what's their skill they don't even like having sex much either i don't think do they boring they're not allowed on this podcast (laughs) pandas are too boring for this podcast (laughs) let's hope this guy isn't listening because he'll be distraught oh no he won't he won't be wearing his little uh, panda head having a wank in the corner (laughs) maybe that's what he does a hundred percent he does that or he wanks into it (laughs) i don't think i've ever found a man that is that obsessional with an item of something other than their own penis they are very obsessional about those has steve got any hobbies like collecting pandas actually he does have a hobby and it is collecting it's collecting uh transformer figures which well, is go, then. That. God, Steve's house. <laughs> when you first met him and he just had transformers everywhere i mean they're not out he only gets them out for special occasions <laughs> What's it, what warrants a special occasion uh, i i don't know because i'm never present when he does it oh my it, god i love it he does it in private he does it so he does it with toby because toby also loves transformers um so it's a they're collector's items laura but the hilarious thing is i actually bought one i tried to buy one for his birthday because he really likes the original ones from the 80s and they're quite expensive and there was this one and it was fucking bargain i was like oh my god like, this is so cheap. I'm going to get this one off of eBay. I paid £5 for it to be delivered. And the biggest issue with it is uh, it's actually missing the whole car part. So <laughs> it is just wheels and an undercarriage. And so <laughs> Rob doesn't collect shit. Um... He collects guitar. Does he not collect guitar? 
<laughs> no, he's only got two. That's it. He would like to, but um, it's a, that's an expensive habit collecting. Yeah. Um, the only thing that he's got a lot of are the bloody rings that he used to wear before when we first met. Remember? He, what? He was a medieval pirate. <laughs> and, uh, he used to have. He used to wear a ring on every single finger on both hands. It's like that is unnecessary. I think he also thought that he looked cool, which he did not. Um cool so. enough for you to want to squirrel away into his bum hole. Yeah, but as I was immediately about a week in I was like, oh so um you wear a lot of rings, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's that's how I always start something like Oh, do you do you want your hair to look like that? <laughs> Is that actually the look you're going for? Oh dear. I remember that I, I, my second date with Steve because I've said previously, or have I said? I don't know, but I'm really picky. Like I went off a guy immediately when I was on a date with him because of his shoes. Yeah, I got the ick. Uh, but um, with Steve, I remember the second date that I had with him, and it was that he came around my parents' house. So it wasn't really a fucking date. But, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't fucking count. And he got out of the taxi, and I didn't like the shirt he was wearing, and it took all of my might the whole evening to not be like, I don't want to be with him anymore. What do you... Because you know, I was like, like I fucking hate that, that shirt so bad. Especially in those first bit of dating when it's all going really well but then the tiniest thing can just totally flip it to the other side and then you're like i hate you get away from me do not touch me do you think that's normal yeah that shirt was was on the cusp (laughs) was on the the cusp um if it's not normal then i've not been normal my whole adult life no me neither because i'm so funny about shit like that and now i think oh god am i just being really picky but actually yeah but then i can also be like you know when you see someone and you're like, oh my God, you're so hot. And then you obsess about that person that you'll see on a regular basis. I'm married, but I'm, I have no intention of going anywhere with it. But you're just like, I'm going to fantasize about having sex with you. Ah! Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that before? Is that just me? Um, yeah, hello. Have you met me? Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then, and you're like, oh my God, I bet you're really good in bed. And you just imagine everything, and never in a relationship, but just like you imagine them being really good in bed and all of that. And then something really small and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're not my fantasy anymore. Well, uh, they they break the illusion, don't they? They do. Yeah. By wearing a ring on every finger or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just a suggestion. <laughs> but Rob is such a cutie pie. That's why he's you, you move past uh, the rings. His face had me. Um, plus, he used to wear shirts like that were pretty much open all the way to his belly button. <laughs> Did he have a good one? Was he? Oh my god, he was so ripped when I met him. It was ridiculous. He went to go to the gym for two hours a day. Fucking belly button. (laughs) What's happened? Settled into married life, haven't you, you bastard? I'm still fucking trampolining like a cunt every day to try and stay. I don't know why, but I always have such a comical image of you doing any form of exercise. If you're on a bicycle, if you're on a trampoline, I just want, I just, you know I, I think, laugh because I, I imagine I'm, your face. I'm quite gangly as well. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not coordinated, so I can understand the humour there, you bitch. <laughs> Shall we have another little dating story? Yeah, go ahead, mate. Okay. Um, so I had matched with a guy on Tinder and was at work chatting about him to one of my colleagues. I was going to go on a date with him that night and was showing them some pictures and then talking about what he did in a living. I didn't actually know what he did. So obviously being the stalker that I am, I looked him up on LinkedIn based on the information that I knew about him. I found him quite quickly. I'd like to say it was the first time I'd done this, but it was not, mate. Come on. Bit of internet stalking. We all indulge. Yeah, oh, absolutely. 
and started proudly reading out his back catalogue of employment history <laughs> when my friend stopped me and explained to my horror that he would now have a notification <laughs> that I had looked at his LinkedIn profile before even ever meeting him. Mortified, I went for one too many pre-drinks before I met him. My friend reassured me that he probably wouldn't even notice. I arrived at the bar where he had secured us a window seat looking out onto the street. This was a fact I was unaware of as I found a doorway in his clear eyeline to wretch a little sick out. <laughs> oh my God. He adjusts my makeup. I stumbled in and we had barely managed our introductions before I drunkenly launched into a Winefield story about someone at work using my computer to look for people to hire and then casually asking him if he was looking for work at the moment. Oh my God, that's hideous. <laughs> he, by the way, had never seen the notification. So it must have just seemed even stranger. Deeply confused, he left very abruptly, probably unsure whether he'd just been on a date, an interview, or been mistaken for a sex worker. I never <laughs> heard from him again. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I, I think in, in this day and age with the internet, why would you not stalk someone before you met them? But I, I know it's rookie. You never look on LinkedIn. Don't ever press on it because LinkedIn will automatically let them know that you've been looking. Oh, holy shit. I didn't even know that. I, I actually looked at my ex-boyfriend's LinkedIn the other day, so that's it. <laughs> Mate, that is... Yeah, he'll know. <laughs> he'll know. Oh, I holy I, shit balls. He'll probably take it as a sign that um, I'm still interested. I wasn't <laughs> just... You know, I was what I was doing was procrastinating and avoiding work and was like, oh, who can I search on the internet? But I, I don't like LinkedIn. LinkedIn terrifies me for that reason alone. Like, I Where, don't want to look at anybody... I don't understand it. I have no, got, I have no I. idea what's happening on LinkedIn. It's terrifying. I'm and it's like, who, who is this person that wants to connect with me? Yeah. It's like a car salesman in yeah. fucking Bromley. What? Or a I fucking dentist why? in Colombia. It's like, I yeah, don't, like, I don't need why? a dentist in Colombia. Have you ever turned up to a uh, date like absolutely smashed and then it just gone horribly wrong? No, no, I have. No, I haven't. No, I don't think I have either. No. I've uh, definitely. No, I've always driven. That's the thing. Like, if I've ever gone on a date, I've, well, before driving, driving. <laughs> before driving. <laughs> no, before, before driving existed. Before I passed my driver's license, I would have just fucking got a taxi. But um, yeah, no, I've, I've always been like. You've always gone to dates in a car. Oh my God, I can't understand that. I just go I don't live a in London, mate. I'd have oh, to yeah. walk like 12 fucking miles to get it. Uh, of any sustenance <laughs> or take your donkey come on there donkey let's go to your day that's how i imagine the talk in um portsmouth is that correct? mate i know we're proper like <laughs> all right mate yeah 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 i'm all right that's, no that's no you've got a very pompey. um like it's just a it's just a no offense but it's like a nothing accent it doesn't have a twang uh, of anything wow. do you know what i mean wow <laughs> Oh my god! I love that when people say no offense before they just hit you with a massive insult. <laughs> my favorite. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm not being a bitch. By the way, but... your accent is a fucking nothingness of anything. <laughs> yeah. You are it's nothing. So uh, inconspicably <laughs> shit at talking, <sighs> but nobody even knows what you're from or where you're from or who you are. <laughs> what you're from? <laughs> what are you from? I'm from my mum's badge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I don't think I've ever... I know I've never shown up to a date smashed. Yeah, and I've never yeah. looked up a date on LinkedIn. Although LinkedIn wasn't around when I was dating, so... No, it would be my first port of call to go and spy on someone. I think no, um, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. 
Yeah. I mean, what I have done on the other end of this kind of stalking vibes is just gone on a mental stalk when I've been really pissed and then accidentally liked a photograph. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah and then be like, oh, fucking holy shit balls. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like a fucking Instagram tunnel digger because I'll go onto his profile. I'll find that picture. Oh, you tagged her. Who's she? That's your cousin. All of a sudden, I'm like fucking... 12 family members deep into his life oh okay yeah. do they do they talk i'm yeah. terrible like i yeah. can really fall into a rabbit warren of shit like that it's just um a rabbit warren <laughs> not a rabbit hole just where they live i'm just gonna go into the little rabbit's house and uh isn't it a rabbit warren is that not... <laughs> so rabbit warren has multiple holes is the is the point they have okay. a bedroom they have a living room they have a kitchen i just like how bedrooms. we um, always get our sayings completely wrong uh, so no i've not gone onto a date smashed i've definitely stalked but i've never stalked on linkedin because of the horror story of knowing that it will notify them have you ever done any of those no 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 i've answered it for you no you haven't let's wrap this no, up weirdly, on, let's go the first, <laughs> <We're done. laughs> With Rob, he, so I met him, it wasn't a blind date, but I'd never, you know, I, I knew he was coming to this thing, but uh, I didn't do a stalk on him, weirdly, before I met him, which Quite is very hilarious. unlike me. I know, I don't know why. I was just like, but That's oh, almost a wow. sign. It was like it was meant to be. Yeah, you weren't I... meant to know about all his rings and his hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How do I have seen the disastrous dinner lady hair from like i don't know 2005 <laughs> i may never have agreed to go meet him um, <laughs> it was horrendous i'll have to have to share that somewhere because it's so funny he was in I a need band to see it. offs and they there's like they're all lined up trying to do a cool band pose and he showed me i was laughing and i was like oh my god you're like such a fucking bunch of wankers look at your hair was <laughs> he was, like uh that's actually the fav- my favorite hairstyle victoria well he's still I like really it's one of his best mates in the band. He's from his hometown um, called Dave. Hi, Dave. If you're listening, Hi, you're probably not. But Jen I don't imagine be. Dave's listening. Jen will be his wife. Um, Hi, Jen. A friend of ours. Uh, but me and Jen just absolutely ripped the shit out of them for just looking like twats for most of their <laughs> band years. I never told you this is so funny. Rob in this band, it was called The Getaways. And um, basically they were all like, oh, oh yeah, we're going to move down to London and not be a band in London. And then <laughs> I moved to London. No one else moved to London. So he was just there on his own like, uh, guys, are you going to come to London? And they're like, no. no. Was and that then, their way to get him excommunicated from well, the band? it gets better. And then he was like, uh, what if we all get a tattoo of the getaways? <laughs> no one else did. <laughs> But Rob. He just robbed it. So he moved to London. Oh, mate, don't. The getaways, and oh, then the fucking bands, hell. <laughs> the bands That's hideous. It, they were almost like, right, how can we get rid of Rob? Let's say we're going to move exactly. to London. Yeah, okay. Let's. Uh, yeah, Rob, it, we'll be there. We're in the car behind you. And then... <laughs> oh poor old fucking Rob absolutely hilarious I mean it, it, it's a, it shows good character though don't you think it shows a strong dedication to being so like uh, in love with an idea <laughs> isn't it I think so it takes dedication to actually mark your skin for the rest of your life with a band <laughs> that you've not been in for basically 12 years <laughs> that, that everyone didn't want you in anyway <laughs> Oh, dedication or fucking stupidity. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Um, well, I, I, I feel like, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up. 
Oh, what a lovely easing back in it has been into yeah. series two. It has. It's felt like a little cuddle. <laughs> little vaginal cuddle. Oh, why vaginal? Um, <laughs> oh, because the cuddle should always be vaginal. Have you ever, have you ever cuddled a vagina? I haven't. Um, probably. Just wondering how you'd manage that. I'm just well. thinking when you're little and your face is at men's level and you're right. just going for a big or, hug. Or when you are coming out of a vagina. That's very yeah, much that's, a that's hug, the Yeah, that's the ultimate vagina hug. Is that is the ultimate bear. vagina hug, yeah. I mean, it doesn't fucking feel like a hug for the mum, though. No, no, it feels like a very tight fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. being filled with a gigantic watermelon bulbous head yeah bulbous head <laughs> so that's it then it's been episode wonderful. one of series <laughs> i cannot fucking say series it has to be season Series two, sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds. Enjoy. Um, So we're going to obviously be back next week again as per, as per. And it'll just be the two of us. um, Each week will be kind of themed, basically, Mm. won't it? This week has been dating. And and dickheads. Dickheads. And do we know what next week is, Laura? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back to you guys. I mean, we've only been off. Well, you know what? We don't want to give them too much away because otherwise, you know, who wants a sneak peek? Everyone Um, likes to sleep on the edge of their toes. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) We're going to need to lay down. Um, Well, what we'll do is because we will want your stories that tie into the theme. Um, so we will put out a little call out on our Instagram yeah. for your stories about whatever the subject is. I mean, it's it's all stuff that if you remember a while back, we asked you guys, what did you want us to talk about? And we yeah. listened to your suggestions. And yeah. that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the things that you requested because that's the kind of girls we are. We are. We listen so and we do. <laughs> we listen and we do. We listen. Um, and we do. It's an excellent, excellent thing to be a part of. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to us <laughs> just explain that it's only nine o'clock in the morning like it's actually quiet. 10 o'clock in the morning victoria oh, oh that's right so it's an hour what's an hour between friends <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so we will put a little call out and then you can send us your stories and remember to follow us on our instagram which is laura i know you like doing this bit it is a no holes barred podcast and you can uh, dm us your stories whatever they may be, because even if they don't tie in with that particular week and we think they're fucking hilarious, then we will keep them for the week that they're appropriate for. Exactly. And you can also email, also email us at podcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and subscribe. And, and to anybody who doesn't know what rate means, it just means give us a fucking review. <laughs> Actually, let's just be very clear about this because there's a lot of confusion about the star system in that a lot of people seem to give us one star but then yeah. write like the most rave review ever about how fantastic yeah. it is. So I think you're it's missing just the a, point. It's, it's five stars is the best. Five stars is give. the best, okay? That's yeah. what, that's one what is, we want. Is, this is it, utter shit. fucking shit. So yeah. that's bad. One mm. is they say cunt too much. Five yeah. is I love that they say cunt too much. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's your ratio. There you go. So that's yeah. just, yeah, just fucking do that. All right. Just, just sort it out. Just get on um, it. Get on, get on it. it. Uh, yeah. We're really looking forward to the series though. We're looking forward to having new guests and, and just continuing to talk about all the lovely shit that you guys love to talk about. And on that note, our lovely little listeners, we shall see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Oh.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.